In a world of EMS podcasters, EMS Office Hours is the only live podcast bringing you the latest topics and opinions in EMS. Turn down your scanner and turn up your speakers as we join Jim Hoffman and Josh Knapp on their latest EMS podcasting journey. Welcome to EMS Office Hours. I'm Jim Hoffman. I'm Josh Schnapp. And I'm Dave Brenner. We have been, I guess, off the radar for a little bit on the show. I actually, I think I texted one of you guys or, or said something in the email that I got a couple of uh, emails from people asking where the hell we've been. Yeah, you know what? Your cousins don't count, Jim. I keep well, that. I'll take what I can get, you know. No, I had a couple of people on some of some of the other social media channels like Instagram and stuff like that. Uh give me a shout out wondering where we were and also. Um uh, you know, like like you guys know, I've been in the middle of a move and, and just haven't had time to focus. So I'm, I'm that's starting to settle down. So at least uh now I think you get a little bit of a of a better schedule with all this good stuff here. So um yeah, so if you are joining us, if you're live, please uh, on YouTube or Facebook, um, hit the little like button so we know you're here. Like, like I said before, it keeps us in the feed, helps us um, stay top of mind for people, at least for you know an hour or two on the social media channels and uh, does help us out. Just let us know you're here and watching. And during this little show here and if you have any questions or if you want to comment on what we're talking about please feel free to do so so i, I kind of gave you guys a little bit of a um, of a heads up on the topic today because what happened was um i think it was uh let me look here real quick about yeah about two weeks ago i had posted a a, a few posts in facebook of some of the EMS groups and and ask a question about people dabbling in EMS. And, you know, the, 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 the question was, you know, are the days of being an accountant by day and a volunteer, or even a part-time paid EMT by night, are, are they over or should they be over? You know, does this type of thing hold us back from being recognized as a profession? Um, and the one thing I try to mention, which, of course, people don't read the entire post because they, they're so quick to start commenting. And I said, you know, it's, it's not that the person that's the accountant or whatever they are, right, cannot be a good EMT, right? My question was asking, is this something that's good for the profession of EMS? Um and I, I got a lot of comments uh, in Facebook on that. A lot of people, you know, they, they latch onto the the volunteer um, aspect of it, right? Oh, you know, volunteers shouldn't be doing it. It's that's a, an old thing, and you know, volunteers are professional. I've been a volunteer for twenty years, and I'm so professional, you wouldn't believe it. You know, uh, kind of missing, I guess, the the discussion or the point that I was trying to get out there. And, and the reason why I think I, I made this post originally because somebody was on fa one of the Facebook groups and was asking, uh, you know, I I'm going to go be a, it was some kind of really crazy 
you know, job. And they were like, but I'd like to be an EMT while I'm in school waiting to be, you know, what I want to be when I grow up. Oh, type. no, that. You know what I, I mean? Think they, they said they were doing it part-time for like 20 years and now they want oh, to make a career. That's, what, that's another one. A person that came on one time and said they were, oh, I was an EMT. I've been an EMT for 18 years and thinking about making it a career. It is your career now. <laughs> you know, but th th this whole thing of dabbling, the reason I wanted to ask you, I remember when I was, uh, you know, an EMT and, and on the truck and, and I'd have people that would join me as my partner for the day and they were part timers or they were people that were, um, had another job. I had one guy who was, he made glass. You know, that was his full-time gig. Another guy was an architect for the county that I worked at. He would work part-time as a paramedic. And it wasn't that these guys were bad EMTs or paramedics. I always got the this sort of feeling that they weren't vested in what was going on. Like it was, oh, this is kind of my part-time gig. I don't really care, you know, if I get fired or I don't really care if I do the paperwork on time or clear the hospital on time or, you know, and stuff like that, or how my actions or whatever uh, fall on the organization that I'm working at, you know what I mean? And right. they sort of always had sort of like in the back of their mind of this isn't my real, my full-time gig. So I, I can always fall back on, you know, get to my, 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 my real job, my real job as whatever it is. And this is just some extra cash. And then me as a full-timer sitting there worrying about my on-scene times, my hospital times, my paperwork, restocking the truck, all that stuff was like on me. You know what I mean? And a lot of the comments mm -hmm. that I saw, when, I, when a lot of comments that I saw in the, in the Facebook groups that I made that post on, a lot of people kind of had the same sort of theme, right? Where people were, were like, I've sat next to a lot of part-timers and I never felt like I could really trust them. You know, and some of it was the volunteer stuff. I don't necessarily agree with 100% where they say the volunteer came on and they were, you know, doing it once a week and maybe doing two calls that one day. And were they really proficient enough in what they were doing because they weren't doing it full time? And I guess that's kind of another argument to make as well, even within this sort of question, too. So I'm wondering if you guys have that experience with other people or what you guys think as far as, um, you know, is this something that we should be trying to um, change, you know, or, or somehow hold people that are doing it, you know, as a volunteer or as a paid part-time thing um, more accountable, you know? And, you know, Josh, you say a lot about putting asses in the seats, right? And that's what a lot of it becomes. So I'm just wondering I was... that you guys are kind of, you know – I was just thinking, Jim, you know, the the other side of the, uh, you know, look, the, his, the the country has a long history of volunteerism, and it's a good one. And it's a, it's a positive aspect of our society, right? But we're dealing with a couple of different aspects that are, that, that, sort of clash, you know, in a way. One is that quote, unquote, part-time. You know, oh, you're a volunteer. You don't do this all the time or anything else. But anybody who's worked in EMS for any period of time or at a full-time job has dealt with 
the part-time syndrome in the per diem. I mean, I mean, how many of us have been on the bus and uh, everything is nowhere where it's supposed to be because the guy who works once a month jumped on the bus and took it under his own, uh, you know, steam to say, oh, no, this is where the uh, non-rebreathers go. This is where the drug bag goes. This is and they they change everything around. <laughs> and it's like you're not on the bus. What the hell? Don't touch wait a minute. Anything. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That never happens full time at a full timer. Is that what you're telling me? You never came on after two full time guys were on the rig, and you and you you run in your first job, and you said, "Where the hell is this stuff?" And the and clearly the full timers re repositioned it or failed to replenish it. I I think when you when you pick on. You, we can pick on people who, yes, we can. <laughs> who fail to do their jobs, which includes replenishing and putting things where they belong and not making independent decisions. But the paid, unpaid, full-time, part-time capacity is irrelevant there. Do what you're supposed to do. Let's let's not – I, I, I think – I, I mean, if I you're going to complain that – I feel it would be relevant as far as, you know, the the qualifications, right? My my argument is is sort of like Josh is saying that the people that are doing it part time or that are doing it, um, you know, uh, uh, as a volunteer, whatever, that they're thinking, I'm just here. I'm going to do some patient care. I'm going to get paid. I'm going to you know stick some needles in somebody, maybe do a cool trauma job and then have something to talk about. And that's the end of it. Then I'm thinking like Josh is saying, right, that I shouldn't really be messing around with bags and changing things around in the, in the truck. I shouldn't, I should be more concerned about some of the operational stuff that goes on, you know, you know, during the shift, like this. you know, I, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think you're no. misguided. I think, no, no, it's not that I don't like it. I think you're misguided. I think you okay. attribute, you attribute to the full-time paid professional, the full-time paid EMS person, a level of professionalism yeah. that is not across the board. It is no, not. Uh, it okay. is not. I've worked with many full-time paid uh, paramedics who I wouldn't trust to to give me a flu shot. Sure. I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't trust them to aspirate a blister on the bottom of my foot. Well, Jay, I've, I've, I've met doctors like that the, too. The courses that you do, right? How many times do you? I'm sure you. I, I see it on Facebook. I've seen it in other. CMEs that I've been in, where you put up an EKG and they don't know basic, you know, P waves or or you know QRS complexes and stuff like that. And like you said, you know people that do it full time that are lacking, right? And I I, I guess this is kind of that's hard. a separate thing, though, guys. Right, we should not say, really dive into that part of it because there are definitely there are guys that are going to go show you the EKG strip and it's upside down. And the first thing you do is you look at them, you turn it around, <laughs> and then say, "Okay, now what are you seeing?" But we're not talking about those guys. We're sort of talking about the right and responsibility and and ownership of. Yeah how things are working and generally speaking in in my when when i was on the bus full time what i looked at was um you know working with the crew before me. there was a core crew 
There were the guys who we knew were always on the bus. And we came to an agreement between us all of where, you know, where we keep, you know, where we keep the epinephrine, where we keep the non-rebreathers, where we keep the tube kit, you know, what blade is sitting there in the laryngoscope handle ready to snap open first. And we sort of, we, we agreed on it. We kept it that a way. Format. Am I right? Was it a four Mac? It's always a four Mac. That's right? the only thing in the bag. <laughs> Is that, wait, there's there's others? It's an infant. You're using a four Mac. Come on. <laughs> I've seen it. Okay. I've oh, seen I, it. I, <laughs> Let's not even go into what we've seen. But this is, but that keeps the bus functioning, right? That keeps us running. That keeps the checkout quicker. That keeps the job smoother, you know, because you can literally, I've, I, I've worked on jobs where we walk into an apartment and I still remember, you know, me, you know, me going to put down a bag and my partner looking and saying, don't put the bag on the floor. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? How do we act? Should just hold it because you look at the walls and the walls are just crawling with vermin. So, you know, there's that aspect where you can reach over your back, just unzip a pocket and pull out the instrument you need. You know, so that's a smooth job. That's where everybody knows where everything is. When you, when you go and do that and everything's changed or the two bags at the bottom or the drug bags not even in the drug bag, what the inserts not even in the drug bag that's well, not what, a good thing what happens when that occurs and there were no part timers to blame well no then it's to that, blame. okay I, so I, that think all, I think we are way off course on, on, okay. on the topic that, so bring uh, us back bring us back well i'm just i'm just am, am i right are we off course i mean yeah, I think, yeah I, we're no longer talking about dabbling we're talking about incompetence incompetence shouldn't be tolerated anywhere and I do want to bring stuff up in almost every field. Listen, you guys know I, I the first part of my career, well, all of my career was primarily in education. We had substitute teachers. We had teachers that drove taxi cabs at night. We had teachers that, that you know, worked in the butcher's store because they weren't making enough money. And did the butcher say, I don't want you dabbling in my butcher's store? You know, you think, you think, um, well, I think yeah. I think like you said. I, I, th I think this guy, Mike, Mike, who just he's, he's been writing a couple of times. I think Mike, you're hitting it right on the head. A professional doing a professional job, doing all the right stuff, paid, unpaid, full time, part time, is the person I want when I'm the patient or my family is the patient. That's what I want. I want the person who knows what they're doing, is invested in what they're doing, and 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 for everybody else out there, I am a career volunteer just just so we know where the lines are drawn i'm do, i'm do, i've been a volunteer i know oh my gosh i've been a volunteer since i i got my emt and at als in 1979 i got my medic the first medic class they had in my county that was very early 90s so i'm doing it a long time i i don't do it casually um i work alongside paid folk and 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 I, I feel and, bad for I feel bad. You're an instructor in EMS as well. I am. I train people who do it full yes, time. You do. Right. So you the do. thing is, like you said, David, you know, I I I bring it back a little bit. I don't want to say 
I don't want people listening to think that this is about uh, part-timers or volunteers not being professional or not being um, proficient or trained well, things like that. I think it, it comes for me, and even like you said, Dave, right? The the people that are that are doing it part time, whatever. And I mentioned this earlier, right? They're not really. It's not like they're coming in and they're killing patients. You know, like you said, the incompetence is across the board, whether it's part time, full time, whatever. My thing is, is the their their sort of vested interest in the organization. In the like Josh was talking about the ambulance and the equipment, restocking things like that. Because I know from experience that when I work with people that are part time, that are you know doing it, you know, uh, uh, one day a week, they've said out loud, I'm here for one day a week, I'm not really worried about you know fueling up the truck or restocking whatever, or the, the on scene times or how long it takes to do paperwork. And then, you know, you as a full-timer are the one now who is behind them, pushing them to go faster, to make sure they're restocking, and making your job as a full-timer harder. And I've seen a lot of comments when I put this on Facebook of people saying sort of the same thing, that it's not necessarily that the people aren't professional or don't know how to, you know, do patient care, right? It's about how they make the full-timer's job a little more difficult okay and then you go back to you can go back to even organizations that you know won't will, will let volunteers be there will let part-timers be there because they don't have to pay you know either a salary to that person or they don't have to pay um, benefits benefits because they're part-time and yeah we're, we're getting off track here though jim in in a way but i mean and let me pull us back because we're talking about we started out talking about like the the attitude of coming onto the bus and either rearranging anything to restocking stuff and that the dividing line there really is the professionalism you approach the job at at the time and then there's the the second half of it is that you know you're coming into somebody else's house you don't rearrange the furniture so, you know, there's there's those two like ends of the scale that we're sort of dealing with here. And, and the professionalism, whether you're a volunteer, part time, full time um, or, uh, you know, watching from the sidelines, if if there's a if you're working under the the uh, frame of professionalism, that should be your mantra. That should be your driving force. You're going to treat the patient well. You're going to make sure the equipment is there to treat the patient well. And you're going to make sure that you're doing the job well, which means your paperwork's right, your bus is fueled up, and you're clearing the ED in a, in a timely fashion so you can get on to the next one. That's professionalism. And then when we talk about being a guest in the house and rearranging the furniture, you know, I've worked on buses where, depending on the, the majority, you know, I've worked in the South Bronx, man. That's asthma every single ped job you get, right? So you keep, you know, you keep a spare of butyrol and epitromium bromide in a side pouch and with a, with a pediatric mask, and you're all set to go in your airbag. And people say, well, the drugs should be in the drug bag. Well, this is, you know, a drug that I'm not worried about control of so much as I am worried about access to. And in my house, this is the way we do it. So please play along. You're a guest on the bus. 
So, so there are problems when people aren't invested full-time, part-time. And, and it, a lot of this comes down to supervision. I, I, one, of the, uh, one of the folks just wrote in, if they're not doing the job, show them the door. Although uh, a little bit stronger than that. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. Just because a person's a volunteer or, or part-time, just show them the door. However, there is... If you follow this back up, all the pressures you have, Jim, of timing, you know, the turnaround time, get back on the road because we get measured on that. Sure. The, the level of supervision that we're being provided sometimes is just they look at the numbers, which is nonsensical. Just, yeah. just to look, look at the times and just say that's the way it is. On the other hand, if you look at a lot of these places, how many part-timers have they employed? Now, I, I work in a system where very few people are even full-time. We have people who do it full-time working. As a matter of fact, we have people who do it 80 to 120 hours a week because they are compelled to. Um, and therefore, most of us, most of us who are paid are also part-time somewhere else and often often beaten by our, our job, uh, which goes back to Mike's earlier comment. If we, if we got paid enough money to do it, as a full-time job and only needed to do it 40 hours a week, we might be really good at our jobs, not beaten when we get there. Um, I, I And I work with people who are professional part-timers. Some of them are full-timers and professional part-timers. I mean, the, in general, in general, I ask you, um, Jim, the people you worked with full-time, how many other part-time jobs did they have? Most of them, well, I, honestly, most of them had at least one. Right. right. You know? Josh? Josh? Oh, easily. This is big. You know life. anybody with three or four of them? And, Absolutely. And, and one of the guys I work with, uh, I worked with, he, he's doing something else right now. He said the way to guarantee your position in the, it doesn't matter. How, he says, he says, it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how fast you are. If your hand goes up every time there's an open shift to say, I'll fill it. They won't fire you. They they don't want to. They want to fill the slots. They want to put a seat in the chair, which you were talking about before. We need to be able to get past that. We need to have a professional that's full time. I, I agree. Full time paid with full timers who are making a decent living doing the things that they do. And if they don't do it well, you get rid of them. We don't want any of them in our profession. I didn't want them when they were when they were teachers. If they didn't do a good job, you, you want you know, somebody's not doing a good full-time paid, doing a poor job on your children. I, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, and, and, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing for our profession. We need to pay people respectful salaries uh, so that they can work a 40-hour week. And listen, yeah, we're saving up for a house. I'm going to put in another 10, 15 hours a week. I know EMTs and paramedics working 100 hours a week. That's crazy. Uh, That's crazy. How many, listen, you know, we, and not to, not to belabor that point, uh, Dave, but how many EMS have you ever met that have been on public assistance to just make the ends meet, to keep a roof over the head sure. or to keep food on the table? Okay. I, I've had, I've worked with medics who are on food stamps. Okay. So the, the whole thing about paid and what we get paid and how we get worked is been a subject that we've done in this podcast for years and years and years, and it's also something we'll we'll stay on. 
But it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. And the but next thing you know, you'll be talking about education. But I, but I want to, yeah, right. But what I want to back off, I want to sort of keep us, you know, and I agree we, with Mike. Focus <laughs> on this. Well, Mike also said, you know, another thing, and good going, Mike. Keep it, keep it coming. Um, but he also said, and this is where the polarization takes place, right? So we just talked a little bit about the polarization of full-time crews, polarization of part-time crews and full-time crews, polarization of part-time crews and volunteers, right? But it all comes down to the polarization of the organization, the EMS response organization, and the public's uh, uh, impression of who who's coming to their door. The public doesn't look at us and say, oh, you're full-time, you're part-time. Oh, you work 100 hours a week, you work 40 hours a week. They don't care. They're looking at it as, you're here to help me with my emergency. You're a trained professional. Right. You're going to have the answers, and you're going to take care of me. And, that's what they want. You know, and, and that's what they want. And we and know you don't behind do the scenes the variance in what actually gets delivered to their doorstep. How much better would you have been if, if they had taken your salary and increased it by 50%? What would that have done to your dedication and lifestyle if your base salary was increased by 50%? To my dedication, it wouldn't have changed a thing. Would it, it, would it have changed your distractions? To my lifestyle, it would have changed uh, uh, everything. And 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 to be uh, to be honest with you, and your ability you to know, focus on the patient in well, front of this, you. Th there's a there's a flip side because it becomes your only job. When I was in, you know, years ago before I started in, in uh, before nine eleven, I was in uh, information technology, and we got paid well. But our job was to make sure that the data kept flowing, and whether it took us. 20 hours or 120 hours, we stayed on it and made it happen, you know, because we were rewarded for that effort and we were able to keep a clean mind focused on that effort. <laughs> when it backs up, when it backs up to what happened in EMS, you know, this is a proponent of what Jim and I have always been doing. You got to have a side gig going. That's not EMS. You got to have that underlying foundation of income. You got to make the passive income streams. I mean, this is another complete. It's, it's the aspect. whole picture. It's the it whole is. picture of EMS. And you look. So let's look at like Canada's system. Canada's system. You can't just volunteer get a certification and get into their system. You have leaps and hurdles of education and fitness and and other tests that you have to qualify for before you can get a full-time job. But once you get that full-time job, they take care of you from cradle to grave. You know, I saw an advertisement about two years ago for a, they were looking for a full-time paramedic on Emerald Island. Is that Carolina's? Something I think like it is. I, Emerald Island. They they wanted a person with five years ex experience, ACLS, PALS. They wanted PHTLS. And they were paying, stand back, $16 an hour. You know, it's, uh, that's crazy. It's crazy. 
Well, it's, <laughs> it's, listen, it is. I, I listen. I've seen many, many job postings that they go on and on about all the responsibilities and all the training you have to do to get into the job, and then bottom they give you the salary, and you're like, what? It's like, you listen, know, everybody's. You know, and I don't want to get into politics because I know Jim doesn't want me to and I won't. But everybody's going crazy about the $15 an hour uh, idea. And how can you impose that? Some businesses can't pay it, blah, blah, blah. And then the flip side is, you know, EMS goes, well, I don't think a burger flipper should get as much as me. You know, I, I am specially trained. They're just flipping burgers. And yeah. to that answer, I say, you're absolutely right. A burger flipper shouldn't get as much as you. But to suppress the burger flipper's wages so they can't make a living wage at 40 hours is the crime. We should then push up what EMS is making for the training and the dedication and the danger of our job. It's not a, an equality thing pushing down. It's a... We're going to end up going down the wrong rabbit hole in a minute. Yeah, okay, okay. So I'll back off that. It's very hard with but Josh, I, Dave. Yeah. Not, not go there. No, but listen, guys, like, like I said, and people that are commenting, I appreciate your comments, guys. You know, please hit that like button for me if, you, if you're watching this, um, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Uh, but I think, I think we're in agreement for the most part, that it does you can be professional, you can you can be a good provider, whether you're part-time or full-time or a volunteer. I think it comes into this, I guess maybe more of a culture of caring about the job and not thinking that EMS is just a step to something else or that um you know, because I'm not getting like Dave was talking about before. I'm not getting paid enough, so I'm not going to care as much. Type right. thing. I didn't want to make it sound like that, but well, you said about having fifty percent more I think, of a salary. Would that would that would that change? I think, well, that would but stop Dave, people from having to work a hundred hours a right. week. And I right. think Dave's point is is a, a level of distraction and a level of exhaustion that you know, getting paid a better salary so you can turn down that extra work and do something that recharges your batteries instead is, yeah. is more important. I mean, I've had people that i worked with that were, that were full-time, you know, with, with, with the agency I was at and they worked, you know, two, two other, three other per diem uh, jobs. And but they were hungry and they would never say no to a shift. And the whole shift they work with me, they're like, oh, after this, I have to go work XYZ, you know, hospital. Then I'm going back to another hospital. And then you're saying, saying to you, my God, you're working like almost, you know, 36 hours, 48 hours in a row, you know, um, on the truck. And then that's not right. And then you get to that point where, all right, well, how how much are you paying attention you know, to other things that are going on and that thing. And, and the, I think there's a level two guys where you've got the people that are the accountant or the electrician or the, the car repair guy who is an EMT on the side or volunteer EMT on the side. And then that argument of them not being vested in an organization or vested in what's going on operationally during the course of, of the shift, like and I joshed about you know stocking the ambulance and moving things around, stuff like that, versus the people who are full time 
EMTs or paramedics getting paid full-time and then having to work part-time to make ends meet. And then that issue of, yeah, maybe they're not vested there either because they're part-time. It overlaps. It overlaps. Yeah. But the problem is that the, the thing that I will say that that for me, people that a lot of people that were part that were paramedics or EMTs full-time someplace else and work part-time at my agency although they were only part-time i didn't really have issues with them um uh uh, uh with the operational end of it you know time you know seeing times uh doing paperwork restocking trucks stuff like that because they always sort of had in the back of their mind that hey one day i might need to work here full-time so i don't want to kind of burn that bridge or get a reputation of being someone who half-asses things because I might need a full-time job at that organization, you know, in the future. Whereas the people who have that full-time job, I'm an accountant, I'm a whatever. I hate seeking an accountant. It comes to my, comes to my mind, probably tax season. But, the, the you know, that person doesn't really care as much because they, in the front of their mind is, well, you know, if I get in trouble enough times for not clearing a hospital fast enough or for not restocking the truck, I'll just quit because I don't want to take it or they'll fire me and I'll go work someplace else or volunteer someplace else, you know, part time because I have my full time job that's paying me well. I don't have to worry about it. Well, you know what? It's nice to be able to have integrity. <laughs> uh, you know, when, when when somebody doesn't own you outright, I I don't think that we should be looking at them doing that's that's awesome. I don't think we should be looking at them doing less. I'm going to tell you when I go on the ambulance, I don't go on to do less. Right. I don't go on to do less. I go on to do the whole job, cleaning. I I I I lift. Although I have a funny story about lifting, I lift as much as anybody else, and uh, you know, and I kneel and vomit when I need to kneel and vomit, like anybody else. I do the, I do the dirty work. I I I restock when it's done, and I get angry when people haven't restocked and I'm on an ambulance and, and I go to an empty drawer or there's, or, or there's no, you know, twenties or eighteens, you know, there's something that you need and it's not there. I hate that. Right. Hate and that. why do you and hate sometimes that? I am preceded by full-time paid medics. Right. I can't so why blame do you it hate on, that? Why, why do you because hate it's that? not because good for the patient? No, because no, it's yes. Not, wait, wait, no, no. You hate it because it's not to your level of professionalism. It doesn't put in somebody else isn't putting in the same effort you are. So we're fired. all in the boat rowing, and it's like the guy at the end who's sort of lackadaisically dipping his pat his oar in the water. You're pulling on the row. You're trying to get somewhere, and some other guy has his hands and feet in the water, dangling in and looking at the fishes. Nobody likes that. And just to be crystal clear, you guys were, are, were, are full-time paid paramedics. And I'm going to bring up an issue, and I don't want to pursue it the whole time, but the full-time paid paramedics that turf jobs to BLS, that, that write stupid stuff about, oh, it was only pleuritic chest pain, I gave it to BLS. They're lazy, they're unprofessional they are immoral, unethical. We need to get rid of them full time. I don't care what their turnaround times are. I don't care if they're the best. When when they do that kind of stuff, and that happens on full timers, 
I know where they learned it. I know where that came from. It didn't come from in the classroom. We don't teach, we don't walk diff breathers to the, to the stretch or walk them out to the ambulance when they're gurgling. We don't walk them out there yet. I see full-time paid folks doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make them carry their own oxygen. Make them carry their own oxygen tank. I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so just just to be clear, that's you know, I see it in full timers. I I actually see it less in the part timers, in the part time volleys. In the part time volleys, we're not interested in. At least the group I work with, they don't they don't want to walk people out. They'll they'll mimic it. They'll learn it from the full time. Yeah. Uh, and paid folks. Well, I think that I think I, I, I think it, it does. Know, Mike, you know, Mike, talking standards. I love standards. No, but the thing is, Dave, listen. I know the same thing, right? When I was part time, other places, I didn't have, I, I didn't feel like I had a part time attitude. I cared about, you know, washing the truck, fueling the truck, stocking the truck. You know, what was going on? With is is that a part? Like, see, I don't like that. What you just did was you attributed that attitude to part timers. You no, either had a professional is, attitude or you had an unprofessional attitude. No, but what Paid I'm trying to say is that, part time, that, I don't care. No, but what I'm trying to say is that that maybe the argument is more or should be more along the lines of, you know, the 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 people that that don't care or the people that don't have a vested interest or feel like they don't have a vested interest and they're making comments like. I can quit tomorrow because I don't need this job or I don't need to be here. They should kiss my ass because I'm volunteering and they have nobody on the truck and stuff like that. Well, like those people should be <laughs> weeded out. So guys, wait a second, guys. I have a little, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg. All right. How much of this flows downhill from the organizational, from the organization to the guy, to the asses in the seat, it's the and how much is it picture. the asses in the seat? It's the whole picture. EMS so the chicken and the eggs were formed like a lot of other places. The chicken was formed with the eggs already in it. It's the whole picture. If I if if I were to rewrite EMS as a brand new profession, I wouldn't write it the way it is today. Yeah. Oh hell no. Isn't that, isn't that, now that I almost could say is a universal sentiment of everybody that's ever had a stethoscope around their net and sat in an ambulance that they would ah. rewrite how EMS works. It's your broker. You, you yeah, can quit your EMS that. job now, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Don't even get me started. Yes, and and we have what came first, the chicken or the egg? Jim Hoffman and at Turbo Manic. What else? Yes, yeah. Jim. Okay, thanks, Jim. Thank you for adding seriousness to this conversation because our loyal fans who tune in for some, you know, <laughs> proper I discourse. Have to, I have to break it up. This is what happens when you give EMS Mr. toys. Has to come on and straighten things out. I might bring Mr. Pickle on whenever you start talking politics. Right, I didn't talk politics, so shut. <laughs> no, like listen, guys. I, I think I don't want to go on and on. Mike is asking: Are some people doing this for the wrong reason? And I have to ask Mike. You know, 
what are the wrong reasons to subject yourself to EMS? I mean, the cash. really, you know, that's not cash. Cash. There yeah, are easier ways to make cash. There, there are. There are easier ways to make cash, but for, for many for many folks, and I, I work in a place where we, we actually look at EMS as a way of getting people off of public assistance. We, we work really hard to get them jobs that will that can lead to full-time positions so they can have their own health care. And why um, is that? Because there's a big vacuum within EMS for people. They're always short of people. Why is that? Why do we have such high attrition in EMS? Why is that? Why? Why? Jim? Oh, pickle it's, it's absolutely the money. Absolutely the money does that if if we were getting paid oh i don't think it's only oh no i i i disagree i we would have we would have we would have more people trying to get in that you work for but i think if you if organ if you if if we go back to the thing of of not letting people come in part-time and not just hiring people to put butts in the seat then you know you'll have people that are that kind of value the job value the salary and then organizations that will value people that are going through all this training that are professional that do you know want to do the job and aren't there as a part-time or aren't there to dabble like we talked about in the very beginning of, of the show and you know I, I i think you'll get more people you know who will stay longer because they'll feel more valued they'll feel you know and not just because of the pay because the organization will value them and do things to show that they're being valued you know I mean, you Absolutely. have organizations that that'll bang the drum constantly about how much they value their employees, but then they do things that show the the the, the exact that opposite, they don't, you know, that they don't. So it, it's it's hard, and I and I think you know, like like Dave was talking about, this is like a kind of a whole thing, you know, uh, you know, EMS wise, you know what I mean? It, it, it's it, you can come at this from from a hundred different angles to try to kind of bring the points that we're trying to make today you know, to the forefront. And I saw that when I put the posts on Facebook and, and it wasn't just everyone saying, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, people had different points of view coming from different angles, whether it was pay, whether it was volunteer versus paid, whether it was higher pay, whether it was, you know, doing away with part-timers altogether, you know, all different angles that you can come at it. Never mind the other things you can come at it with. We, we talked about, Dave, you know, education and 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 minimum wages and things like that so you can go on and on getting different points of view on this and, and again we've talked about this before there's no answers on this show we don't have right. you know the right. answers here we're just trying i'm i try to bring the discussion hopefully other people are discussing this and bring it out with their partners down the line they talk about it with their co-workers and 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 maybe someone's part-time listening to this that kind of half-asses a little bit you know last time they were on the truck and they they didn't restock or they didn't you know refuel and maybe this show will will you know let kind of remind them you know that, that that's part of the, the job that they're responsible for when they are at whatever agency whether it's paid or volunteer you know and maybe if that's something they can you know if i could just reach one part-timer <laughs> Right, and some full timers who are doing a lousy job. And that's too. the thing, right? You can, and that's a whole other thing, right? That's that's the thing too. You can get 
you can get freaking uh, you know full timers who have the same exact attitude of I'm not going to listen. I have I knew part timers that were were full time someplace else doing something else altogether. I got you know, that so they message. Worried about it, you know. Um, one thing I will say, and 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 I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, Go off on another, another track. <laughs> That's a great line. Oh man, and I love why, this. That's why I want to put it up there. Thanks, Mike. You know, um, but you know, one person had had talked about we talked about volunteer and about being professional and stuff like that. And I, I just want to address it because people talk about how there's volunteer firefighters, that National Guard is volunteer, that there's Coast Guard have volunteers, and lots of other volunteer. Um, areas where the responsibility is really high, you know, up there, and they don't seem to have that sort of um, professional sort of issue. But they might, and we just don't see it because we're in EMS. I mean, so I, is this a job of filtering? Is this a job of that we yeah, need to is. be? But then that goes against the aspect of. We need asses in seats, and we don't right. have enough people to fill the job. So we filter well, down you, you, the people coming it, in even more. And then you're going to find out why we don't get paid like nurses. And then we'll go <laughs> right back to that discussion, and uh, we don't have time Dave, to do that. Dave, you know exactly, exactly how I feel about that whole the whole juxtaposition between EMS and nursing. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, whole, we've tried to do stuff have, about it. Yeah, that's a whole other thing to kind of tackle. We have to do another. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah, another time on that. So listen, guys, let's end it there. Um, I hope, I really appreciate everybody popping in the chat and, and making some, some comments and giving us some likes. Please hit that like button. BBB, this is live. Yeah. It really does. It really does help um, when you hit that like button. Like I said, it keeps it up uh, in, in the in the in the feeds and stuff, and and in the chats, and kind of helps the rankings in the social media thing as well. Um, but I think you know that that and just to kind of end end it is talking about you know does it come down to getting rid of people, and I think that it does come down to filtering out people, whether you're part-time, full-time, volunteer or otherwise, that if you're not there to do the job and you're not there to, you know, uh, uh, be professional and care about the truck and stuff like that, then maybe you do need to go. And I think that's what Bruce is trying to, is saying as well in the chat. And he's asking, did that management that has to filter or your peers? And I think it's... Where does management come from, Bruce? I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. Again, chicken and egg. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of biology here, right? Oh yeah, a lot of, a lot of poultry. <laughs> Lots of poultry. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Let's end it there. Um, uh, I, I really, like I said, I really appreciate everybody coming in, in the chat room and and uh, you know doing some comments and some stuff to kind of talk about during the show. Uh, keeping a little bit more lively when we get that going on. And like I said, if you haven't hit that like button, please mash on it, hit it, and let us know that you like the show. Um, and that's it. Uh -huh. His like sticker. Say, we're high tech here. 
like stickers, you know. All right, guys. Um, Josh, anything you want to talk? Anything you want to mention before we head out? I know you got the O2Wrench.com. You always got your one new wrench. I got the best wrench in the world, and if you want, and 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 I don't well, say that lightly. Local. Actually, okay. I say it very lightly, but um, it it actually is. If you're still using an oxygen bottle that needs a wrench, this is the wrench you need. So. Right. Go to like I said, wrench.com can both use it. Absolutely. And it has a nice after work addition as well as a handy, well-working bottle opener. Right. And if you get your keys locked out of your car, there's a window breaker on there. Thank too. you. Yay. Thank you. All right. Um, Dave, anything for you? Or you're good. Uh, I got some. I got courses up, coming up. I got twelve lead classes. I I'm going to be in Kansas in August, uh, presenting at the uh, Kansas EMS Association uh, conference. Uh, I was just invited to the New York State Volunteer Ambulance and Rescue Association to their conference in October, so I'll be there. And uh, there's more coming. There's more stuff coming. For people new to this show, it's a really high quality show because we have people like Dave with us. Ah. Right. Who actually raised the intellectual value of this show? Right. Exactly. Ay, ay, All right. All right, guys. That's it. Um, as always, uh, I am Jim Hoffman. Josh Knapp. Dave Brenner. Stay safe, everybody. <laughs>